Hello, and welcome back to the Balance and Barbells podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Dirk, and I'm an online personal trainer and coach helping women create balanced health and fitness routines that are realistic and help them reach their goals. Every week, I release a new episode to help you create a balanced and healthy lifestyle by focusing on your daily routines, habits, and overall consistency. Our motto is consistency over perfection always. So on this podcast, we always talk about realistic ways that you can balance out your health and fitness routines into a daily and consistent lifestyle. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to another episode. In today's episode, I wanted to do a podcast just related to gut health. This is something that I did a poll on my Instagram a couple of weeks ago asking you for what content you guys were really interested in. And this is one of the topics that got the most feedback. I also got a lot of DMs from you guys saying that this is something you guys are all really struggling with. And you just want to hear my experience with how I had some gut issues and how I healed them, some of my journey around it, but also just my tips for overall gut health. I think it'd be really fun to get a gut health expert on the podcast as well, just so we can talk a little bit more in depth about the science behind your gut microbiome and just getting more insight from a real professional. I've read a lot and done a lot of research on this, and I've also had my own experiences with working with doctors and working with naturopaths on healing my gut microbiome and also just feeling better. So I wanted to do an episode on just some things that I did and some of the things that helped in my journey. But also I think it's important to say that I am not an expert. I do not have any sort of degree in this topic. This is just my own personal experience and this is things that I've done that have truly helped me. But this is something that I also think is a very serious issue because your gut is responsible for so much of your body's activity and your body's health. So if you're dealing with major bloating issues or you're dealing with major gut issues, I think it's really important that you're working with a team of doctors that can support you and help you through this because everyone is so different and everyone's need when it comes to their gut is drastically different. The biggest thing you have to remember too is a lot of people will have different intolerances and this is very common. If you're dealing with a lot of gut issues, typically you have an intolerance that you're dealing with and you have to look at what your gut microbiome is doing and you need to get tests done and review things that you're intolerant to. Like what I'm intolerant to and what I'm going through is gonna be drastically different than what you're going through. And I think that's really important to remember as you're trying to heal your gut. There's even things like you could have low stomach acid or high stomach acid and doing different things that other people are doing isn't going to solve your problem and can make it actually worse. So take that into consideration when you're just trying random things that you really need to be looking at it from a scientific level and taking a look at what's going on inside so you can truly heal it because not everything is going to heal it. But this is my experience with gut health and what I did. So I started experiencing really bad gut issues and bloating around 2018. I had been on birth control for about six years at this point and I had just gotten off. So getting off definitely made it drastically worse because I was going through the hormonal changes and dealing with a lot of the bloating along the way. But before that, I definitely was dealing with a lot of discomfort and a lot of bloating issues as well. And I'd switched birth control several times. So I definitely think that this was a part in what was going on. And like there's research that says like, birth control actually messes with your gut microbiome as well. So I know that this was a part of what I was dealing with, but all the switches and all the hormone changes as well as getting off definitely changed the way that my gut was reacting to things. I also was going through a really high stress period at that point because I had a lot of problems going on. I just had actually had surgery in 2016, I think, maybe it was 2015. 
I had a mass in my, um, on one of my ovaries. It turned out to be a cyst, but it was like, I want to say six centimeters. It was a very big cyst and it came back benign, which was good, but I had to have it removed. And that was a very like stressful time on my body. I was going through a lot of pain. I was very aware that it was there. Like that's how I actually discovered it. I was in drastic amounts of pain. Like I would literally be at work and I would start to get a really bad throbbing pain in my lower left side. And there was one time where I ended up having to be picked up and taken to the emergency room because I couldn't get off of the floor. So then they found the mass or whatever and it was removed. But that was something that was a huge part in a lot of the stress that I was dealing with, especially after surgery and post-op. I was My body went through a lot of stress and recovery. And it was one of the things that led me to get off of birth control because the birth control I was on definitely was a contributor to the way my hormones were reacting and some of that experience as well. So that's a little backstory of what kind of led to my health journey at that point. That was pretty brief, but I just wanted to give you a little insight because the next couple of years is probably the most significant in my gut health journey. So in 2016, I started losing my hair. I think that was related to stress as well, but there was also some other factors to consider there. And it was a very stressful period of time for me because I was losing clumps of hair. We couldn't figure it out. And it went on for a good year and a half before I even remotely started to see any sort of improvements. And... I definitely didn't do it the right way. I stressed a lot. I tried a lot of different things. I didn't let things kind of take its course. And if you know anything about like hair loss and hair growth, there's a lot of different cycles. And if you're doing things like very quickly, you're not going to see quick results. It can take anywhere from like two to six months to see any sort of benefit when it happens with hair loss. So I was just doing things really wrong and nothing was working and it was stressing me out more. So I was in a really high stress period of time at this point. I also was commuting a lot for work. So I was commuting close to two hours a day. And I just remember like, I look back now and I used to tell people like, I'm not stressed. I handle stress really well. And just like looking back at that period of my life, I was so overwhelmed with stress. I was dealing with adrenal fatigue issues. I was constantly overwhelmed. I was feeling really burnt out. I wasn't sleeping. And it was just a really stressful period of time in my life. And that is a huge part on your gut microbiome. Stress does not benefit you pretty much in any way, but it definitely doesn't benefit your gut health. And the amounts of stress that I was under and for the period of time that I was under that stress, I definitely did a lot of damage on my gut health and I was experiencing so much bloating. I think stress is one of the things that just like shuts your digestion system down and anything I ate really upset my stomach. I was trying to eat really healthy because I was trying to eat for like my skin and my hair because getting off of birth control definitely made me have like cystic acne and my hair wasn't good obviously because of what I was going through. So I just like wasn't even remotely having a glow to me. And so I was trying to eat really healthy. I was really strict with my diet. I cut out alcohol. I cut out caffeine. I cut out caffeine and I really tried to focus on just having a really good diet. And it's funny because I had really low stomach acid. So I wasn't able to digest these foods and I was basically eating tons of vegetables. I was eating tons of lean meats and healthy fats and all these different things and my body wasn't able to digest it. So anything I ate made me feel really, really bloated and I didn't feel good after eating it and I constantly was like dealing with digestion discomfort. I started to see a naturopath and we started to do a bunch of different tests. I did stool tests. I did allergy tests. This is part of when I found out that I was celiac and I had to cut out gluten from my diet. I also found out that I had very low stomach acid levels, so I wasn't digesting things and we needed to add a digestion enzyme in there and also get my acid levels up so that I was digesting better. 
but there wasn't a lot of necessarily clear-cut answers. And it was a definitely a discouraging process trying to like find somebody to help support you through this. I don't think gut health is something that is necessarily very focused on in the medical field as much. Like when you ask a lot of these questions, if, if you're not really working with somebody who's willing to investigate it and go pretty deep into it, it can be a discouraging process. You might get a lot of no's. So you have to be willing to be patient with this and be your own advocate for it because it can be a challenging process and just trying to get the right answers with it. But for me personally, some of the things that I started to incorporate into my routine, the first thing and the biggest thing, and I think this is true for everyone, this is one tip that I think everyone can take away from it. Stress is not your friend and stress is not going to help support your gut health. And if you are really trying to balance your gut health out and you are really trying to work towards getting a better digestion system going and gut microbiome, you've got to work on your stress levels. Stress is stress to the body and you have to remember that. So if you're doing really intense exercises, I was at the time, and if you were constantly doing a bunch of stressful activities to your body and then you're stressed out on top of that, women are honestly just like stressing themselves out with the workouts they're doing and they're not eating enough. And I think that we'll push ourselves to limits that aren't good for our body because we're trying to reach a certain goal or we believe in our mind that if you work harder, you're going to be able to reach that goal. But for a lot of women, this can affect not only their gut health, but also getting the goal itself because your body's in a stressful state. And when your body is stressed out, you're in that flight or, fight or flight mode, and it's not going to prioritize things that aren't functions that are going to keep you alive. So building muscle mass, losing body fat, those are things that your body's not going to prioritize because it's in that fight or flight mode. So it's basically trying to keep you alive. And it needs those things. It needs that extra body fat. It needs all those different things so that you are going to be in a state where you're going to keep yourself in survival mode. The same is true when you are dealing with digestion issues. It's going to shut off digestion and it's not going to prioritize digestion. It's going to slow those things down. It's going to slow other functions down in the body that it doesn't have to prioritize at the time. And it's going to prioritize things like brain function. It's going to prioritize pumping blood to the heart. And it's going to prioritize other things that are going to keep you in that fight or flight mode. So when you're overly stressed, you're not supporting your gut health and you have to find ways to bring that down. That can be through ways of doing lower impact exercise, doing more recovery days and more rest periods, doing things that are more of active recovery, and getting away from that high intensity, constantly working out mode, because that's going to just stress your body out. Same is true for not eating enough. You're going to be in a stressed out state because your body is going to be in a calorie deficit. And then there's also things like not getting enough sleep and just being stressed from your environments. So those are all things that you need to take into consideration and work towards because if you are constantly stressed out, you're just not going to have the best benefit. And think about the times when you are really stressed. Like lots of times people can go through constipation, they can have diarrhea, they can have all these different like digestion problems, you're bloated. And that's very true when you're dealing with a lot of stress. Your body is just going to like shut things down. And then you deal with things like adrenal fatigue and everything else and your body just kind of feels exhausted. So if you're really trying to work on your gut health, the first thing I would address is the, your stress levels and making sure that you can combat those and bring those down and be more relaxed because that's going to be a huge factor in starting to finally see results. You'll probably start to notice just having more of a glow as well as you start to slow those down because when you feel more stressed, you look it, you know, like you can tell when somebody's really stressed. I think it's really apparent in their face. It's really apparent in their skin tone, in their skin texture, in their eyes. You're able to really tell when 
when somebody is stressed out and when they're not refreshed. And that's like a reflection of what your body looks like on the inside. So you have to be giving yourself enough recovery and enough of a balance so that you're not constantly in a fight or flight mode. The next is understanding your gut microbiome your gut microbiome. I think you need to have some tests done to just kind of see where yours is at and what you need to be supplementing in and how you're going to help your body because you're going to be fighting yourself until you have those answers because there's so many supplementation things that you can do now and there's so many supplements you can add in that you could just be hurting yourself more if you don't have those answers or you could be trying to eat really healthy. And like for my example, I was eating a lot of vegetables And I was eating a lot of salads and raw vegetables, and I found out that I had way too low of stomach acid for raw vegetables, and it was too hard for me to digest. So I was actually hurting my digestion system, and I had to really start focusing on only eating cooked vegetables, and I had to cut out a few vegetables, and it drastically made a difference. And remember, this isn't forever. A lot of times, you just have to get to a point where you can heal your gut, and you can get to a healthy state, and then you can slowly add those foods back in. But that's something you really need to work with a professional at because until I cut those raw veggies out, I didn't see a massive improvement in my diet or my digestion. And now I'm able to eat a lot more foods that I wasn't at that time because I spent that time in that healing phase. So it's really important to understand what your gut microbiome looks like and make adjustments based on what you need and what you need supplemented in. But also you need to understand that packaged and processed foods are not going to be helping your gut microbiome at all. If anything, they're going to wreck them. So I would highly recommend that you focus on high quality nutrient dense foods for all of your meals, especially during this healing time. Focusing on things that are cooked is generally better, especially if you're dealing with a lot of bloating and focusing on things that are easy to digest. So looking at clean foods, looking at foods that have minimal ingredients, not having foods that have trans fats in them or processed oils or seed oils, lots of sugars, those are all going to wreck your gut microbiome. So it's really important during this time that you're focusing on those whole foods and those nutrient-dense options. Number three, having a good level of probiotic and prebiotic in your diet. Probiotics are living microorganisms that are there to help maintain the good bacteria in the gut. And then there's prebiotics, which are usually higher in fiber, and they are also there to intend to improve the balance of these microorganisms. But the higher fiber foods are really important as well because they're going to help through digestion. So probiotics, there's things like yogurts. Um, There's also like supplements you can take, and they're also in things like sauerkraut and kimchi. But prebiotics are going to be things, like I said, that are higher fiber foods. So these are going to be things like garlic and onion, bananas, soybeans, artichokes. These are all probiotic foods. And I think that those are all really important to have a good balance of because they're going to balance out that microbiome in your gut and they're going to balance out the good bacteria and help your gut to be in a healthy state. The key here is understanding the balance that you need and the supplementation that you need because there's a lot of different probiotics and knowing which ones are going to help you specifically are really important and having a good high quality one is going to be really important as well. So this is something that I recommend that you work with your doctor on and finding the probiotics that are a good fit for you. But you can find a good list of foods that are high in probiotics and foods that are high in prebiotics and just supplementing them in and seeing how you tolerate them. I think that because they are one ingredient foods and because they are foods that are um, higher in these naturally, it's okay to incorporate in. But especially if you've done like a food sensitivity test and you know your intolerances, this is going to be really important for making sure that you avoid the foods that maybe even are high in those that you know you're intolerant to because they're not going to support you during this time. 
I found a supplement that I really enjoyed as a probiotic and I've tried a few different ones. Some of them I didn't react well to and I would definitely have stomach issues. I even had some skin issues, but the one that I'm currently on, you've probably seen me post it, is the Truvani one. I've been on this for five years now, very consistently. I've tried playing around with a few others during that time and I always come back to this one. This one just personally works really well for me and I like the ingredients in it and that it's minimally processed. So this is my personal favorite. Um, that's the one that I've been using and the one I've seen the best results with. But again, this came down to me looking and doing research on the things that were made for me and what I needed to support me. So I wouldn't recommend that you just go take the supplement, but I did wanna tell you which one I'm using because I know that that was gonna be a question that was followed up with. And that's the one that I've personally found really good results with. I take this first thing in the morning on an empty stomach and it makes a big difference for me. I mentioned this a little bit in the second one, but the fourth one is limiting gut irritants. And a lot of gut irritants are things like sugars, alcohols, processed foods, artificial sweeteners, seed oils. These are all going to cause inflammation in the body, which is not good for gut health. And that is probably the first step I would recommend for anybody that is dealing with gut issues is get these processed things and these things that cause inflammation out of your diet and really focus on anti-inflammatory foods that are going to support the inflammation process in the body. I truly believe that alcohol and sugars and artificial sweeteners are not a good thing to support you, especially if you're dealing with any sort of gut issues. There's really no benefit to them. They're only going to cause more damage. So removing those and opting for things that are lower in sugar, sugar unfortunately just causes inflammation in the body. And it's something that I recommend that you are limiting or taking out on a consistent basis if you're dealing with this. And also limiting caffeine and alcohol and definitely artificial sweeteners. I think that that is, if you do some research on it, there's a lot of studies that show how it messes with the gut microbiome and how it just doesn't benefit you. And that's one thing that I definitely took out years ago and I just try and avoid on most cases. But I also, at that time when I was dealing with a lot of gut issues, I wasn't drinking any alcohol. I cut out all alcohol and I cut out all caffeine for about six months to a year and I just didn't have any. One, it was helping with my stress management and two, it was also just to help kind of with the gut microbiome. But I also limited processed sugars. I had sugars in my diet occasionally, like maple syrups and coconut sugars. Sugar is still technically sugar, but I tried to limit the processed ones, specifically things that were like cane sugar, white sugar, molasses, things that had been like highly processed and focusing on more natural options. But removing those and those gut irritants are going to make a big difference in just supporting the gut microbiome and making sure you're getting rid of the irritants. Next is mindful eating practices. I think it's really important that you support your digestion by doing things that are going to help you have better digestion, making sure that you are not starving yourself, making sure that you're not overeating, that you're not binge eating, and that you are really focusing on giving yourself time to eat and be present. A lot of times, I know me specifically, if I'm really busy, I'll just be like shoveling food in my mouth if I have to because I have a lot going on. But it's really not good for your digestion system to be doing a bunch of different things. Like if you're literally working and you're stressed out and you're eating, you're not going to be digesting properly. So being more mindful about the foods that you're eating and being more mindful about your eating time, giving yourself time to digest and giving yourself the proper digestion and absorption that your body needs. This is going to be including chewing slowly, making sure that you are doing things that are causing stress while you're eating, making sure that you're listening to your hunger cues and just being really mindful 
mindful of eating the foods in a way that is relaxing state for you so that your digestion is optimal at that time. But I also think this means incorporating a balance of nutrient-dense options, so making sure that your meals are well-balanced. You're not eating foods that are going to spike your blood sugar by only eating a simple sugar. You're going to be eating foods that are high in protein, that have high in fiber, that have healthy fats, and it's a good balance so that your digestion is going to be optimal and you're not going to have spikes of glucose levels or spikes of blood sugar because you didn't eat a well-balanced diet or a well-balanced meal. Next is having regular activity and regular physical activity. Something that is really underrated, in my opinion, is walking. This is such a good form of exercise that is low impact, and it's going to help support your digestion system, but it's also not going to stress you out. It's a good way to be really mindful. It's a good way to lower your stress levels, and it's also a good way to just prevent your blood sugar from spiking. There's a lot of research that shows if you walk after a meal, you're not going to have that one heavy feeling after your meal. You're going to have more optimized blood sugar levels. Um, There's a lot of different studies out there that I've been reading about it lately. So I try and eat my lunch at like 12. And then what I'll do is I'll go on like a 30 minute walk right after that so that I'm not just like eating and sitting down right away. And I've noticed it's helped so much in my energy levels throughout the day, especially that like lunch crash that you get. So Having really mindful physical activity and making sure that you're incorporating it in on a daily basis is going to be really important for improving digestion. I also think it's really important to have good movement in the morning. This just like kickstarts digestion, even if it's just light walking, stretching, yoga, but some sort of activity to get blood flow moving and get your digestion started. Now some simple things that I added into my diet that I think really helped with my digestion First, I was drinking lemon water on an empty stomach just to kind of like kickstart my digestion. I would drink warm lemon water. This is something that really helped me personally because it kind of just like warmed up the digestion system. I was following a lot of Chinese and Ayurvedic medicine um, traditional like theories and I was working with an acupuncturist at the time. So we were really focusing on the balancing out the yin and the yang in my body and making sure that I was eating warming foods. Um, that's like a really big practice when you're focusing on Chinese medicine is eating more warming foods and healing foods. Warming is a more healing to the body. So I was doing a lot of warming foods. I actually wasn't drinking a lot of smoothies at this time because it was a cooling food and it wasn't balancing out the yin and the yang like it was supposed to. So I started with lemon water. Some days I would have bone broth. Both were really good for gut health and I was prioritizing those and I was having those on a daily basis and I noticed really good benefit from like electrolyte balance but also from having just like the warming food first thing to really warm up my digestion system. For me personally, I wasn't eating a lot of yogurts or things that were high naturally in probiotics because they weren't sitting well with my stomach, like sauerkraut and kimchi. I just wasn't digesting well, and I was staying away from dairy just because it was inflammatory to me. Probiotics I was getting through supplementation, and then I just kind of continued that, and I do that on a daily basis now, and it was the same probiotic that I'm on now. But again, that could be different for you. Maybe you tolerate dairy. Maybe it's not inflammatory to you and there's options for you out there. So just having like a good healthy balance of probiotics is a good option as well. Drinking lots of water throughout the day. I got a water bottle and this is kind of like when I started really drinking a lot of water. I've always been like a big water drinker, but... At this point, hydration was really important, so I was making sure that I was drinking a lot of water throughout the day and making sure that I was having some things like citrus or adding some Himalayan salt to it to just kind of balance out my electrolytes as well. 
but I was drinking lots of water and staying really hydrated to make sure that I was still balancing out the gut microbiome and getting enough hydration to help with digestion. That is a really crucial part of your digestion system is making sure that you're well hydrated. So having water is really important. I would recommend that you get a bottle that you like that you can fill up consistently. I would avoid tap water and I would focus on filtered high quality water. I've seen a lot of things about hydrogen water and the benefits of it. There's a lot of scientists that I absolutely love that have talked a lot about it on social media, but I personally haven't tried it. I know that there's a lot of studies out there that recommend using some type of hydrogen water and supplementing it with it. I think Symbiotica has supplements that you can add to your water, something that I'm definitely looking into, um, but I would recommend you do some research on that, but just avoiding tap water and making sure you get some sort of filter water to try and avoid anything that's going to be irritating the gut chemical wise. And lastly, the thing that probably made the biggest impact for me was sleep and sleep quality. Like I said, I wasn't sleeping pretty much at all. I was averaging sometimes zero to three hours a night, and it was just due to my adrenal fatigue and my major stress levels, but it was doing absolutely nothing for my gut health, and it was actually causing me to have so much more issues with gut health that I just had to prioritize it. So I actually worked on supplementation to help me fall asleep. So I was working with a doctor on different supplements for me to help me get some sleep and just get into a consistent rhythm. The other thing I did was just really start focusing on limiting screen time before bed and my daily habits before bed. So making sure I went to the bed at the same time every single night, making sure I gave myself a wind down period, sipping on some tea, some ginger tea for digestion, and then also just having like a nighttime routine of like going to bed and trying to get to sleep like a good hour before. But sleep was one of the biggest improvements that I saw with my digestion. Once my sleep got in order, my digestion drastically changed and I was able to do so much more and see so much more improvement because this is when your body is resting and recovering, right? Like you need to rest and recover in order for your body to heal itself, repair itself and get stronger and better. And if you're not sleeping and if you're not resting and you're not recovering and you're just always go, 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 you're in a constant state of stress and your body can't prioritize healing and health. So you have to somehow figure out your sleep and it's easier said than done, right? Like a lot of people can't shut their thoughts off. A lot of people are dealing with hormonal issues that are preventing them from sleeping. They don't have good routines and there's a lot of things that go into it. Sometimes there's just out of your control. So I highly recommend that you work with somebody on this if it's a big struggle in your life because I don't think you will get to the root cause of it unless you have good sleep. And there's lots of studies that talk about the importance of sleep and how it plays a crucial role in all of your health. So make sure that you are working diligently towards finding solutions for that because honestly, a lot of things are not going to align in your life until you get that taken care of because it's so important to your overall health. I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast episode. I know that this is a topic you guys have been asking for for a while. I would love to get more details on like specifics you may be looking for, but I'd also love to know if you would like a more in-depth podcast episode with some experts on here where we can talk a little bit more in-depth about how gut health works, and how to kind of get started on this journey. If you want to follow me on social media for daily content, you can find me at Kayla Dirk on all social media channels, and I will talk to you in the next episode.